You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. Gee, I I wonder what we will talk about today. I mean, we do have the Donovan Mitchell situation. Obviously, he will not be a New York Nick. He is now a Cleveland Cavalier. And after all the talk and speculation about a possible deal for him, doesn't come down. I'm sure in the next three hours we'll talk about that a little bit. We got, what, eight days now, right? Until the uh, NFL season kicks off for the Jets and Giants. Even less than that for the NFL season with the uh, Bills and the Rams on Thursday. And all the signs of fall are all around us, right? Kids generally are now back at school. I know they are in Jersey. I don't know about New York. But schools are opening up. It's getting a little chilly at night, right? Temperatures are starting to drop. The leaves are starting to fall. The pumpkin spice is in the air, and the Yankees' offense is in the toilet. And the Yankees, as a franchise right now, are in the toilet. And, and look, at this point, I would love, I would love to talk about anything else than the New York Yankees. But when you have been a dumpster fire for as long as the Yankees have been a dumpster fire, and think about how often we've seen the same things over and over again. With seasons every year, the same you know type of things happen. Sometimes it's one team, sometimes it's not. What the Yankees are doing right now, we have not really ever seen before. And that is be the best team in baseball for one half of the season and then follow that up with being the worst team in baseball. And if you were of the belief, well, maybe changing the calendar from August to September, maybe that will be enough to kind of Flip the switch on the Yankees. Well, the Yankees did everything within their power last night to show that's not the case. You might be saying, well, who would ever think that? Just changing the count. It seems like the Yankees kind of think that because they just rolled out the same lineup. And look at that. The lineup wasn't any better. What a surprise. And when it rains with the Yankees, it pours. And right now, Someone within the organization should be building an ark and gathering animals two by two because God knows they're not doing anything else. And in case you missed it last night, Yankees lose again, this time to the Rays. 9-0 the final in a game that really didn't even feel that close. I guess it was for a while, but boy, sloppy performance, a lifeless performance, and kind of what you'd have to say at this point after seeing as much as you have of the baseball season and the way the Yankees have played here the second half of the year, a completely predictable performance. So, look, there's so much to criticize when it comes to the Yankees. Really, three hours is not going to be enough because, luckily for my sanity, I'm not going to talk about the Yankees for three hours. But the takeaway, I think at this point, You have to bottom line it. I'm a very bottom line kind of guy. Things go wrong. I want to know, all right, let's bottom line the situation. What are we dealing with here? And I think what we're dealing with when it comes to the Yankees is this is going to go down as the greatest regular season collapse in franchise history and really one of the most spectacular collapses in the history of baseball. When this season is over, When this run for the Yankees, whatever the regular season, comes to an end and they do not finish 
in first place in the American League East, which it certainly seems like that is the way things are pointing. When you get to other seasons and you talk about great collapses in the pennant race or in in the, the division races in baseball, this is one that you will automatically go to right away because I hate to break it to you, they have time left. The regular season is not over. They do still have a lead as of right now in this moment in time. But it's over, man. It's done. They are finished. They look like a team that is completely gassed. And it really doesn't even matter at this point if they hold on and win the division. I don't think they will. And it doesn't matter if they'll make the playoffs. I think they probably will. Although, when you lose basically every single day, who knows? Anything's up for grabs. As an organization, they are finished. This is not a bad stretch. This is not some bad luck. Don't give me all, well, you know, the injuries. This team stinks. This team is unwatchable. I am begging for games to be put on Apple TV. Put them on Apple TV every single night of the week. This way I can avoid them and almost pretend that they don't exist. Put them on Peacock. What is that other one? YouTube Premium? By God, put some Yankee games on YouTube Premium. They are unwatchable, and they are embarrassing. They are an embarrassing organization. So much so that the Yankee manager, Mr. Positivity, Mr. We'll get them tomorrow, Mr. I see some good things. I see some good stuff with these at-bats. Even Aaron Boone called last night's performance embarrassing. And how could you not? How could you not? In their last 40 games, 40, not a bad week, not a bad stretch, 40 games, the Yankees have won 15. They're 15 and 25. They're 9 and 19 since August 2nd. And I got to be honest, I keep seeing that stat. I'm saying to myself, wait a second, they won nine games? Are you sure? Do the math again. Like Michael Scott, crunch the numbers again. Nine wins in the last 28 games? Are you sure? So division, playoffs, they just lost games to the A's and the Angels. What does it matter? What does it matter if you're going to be a playoff team? What playoff team would you beat if you can't beat the A's and the Angels? And it's clear, I mean, with bad teams generally, it's always something new, right? With bad teams, it's not generally just one thing. If you watch a bad baseball team, one day it's the defense, one day it's the pitching, one day it's the bullpen, one day it's the offense, one day it's this thing, the manager blows the decision. With the Yankees, it's almost exclusively one thing, and it is the offense. The offense is awful. And running down the names and the stats of the Yankee lineup these days is like when Dean Wormer and Animal House ran down the midterm grades for Delta House. How many runs did the Yankees score last night? 0.0. They have been as bad as you can be as long as they were good. At this point, it's pretty much the same thing. If you take the look at their number, the, the number that they got off to this year when they were off to the ridiculous start, and you go from their high water mark, they are now they've now been bad for as long as they've been good, and they're getting worse all the time.
I'd like to say this is rock bottom, but they got a crew out there with shovels trying to find a new rock bottom. They have been terrible since losing to the Reds. The Reds. Remember that series, the Red series, where, where Clay Holmes couldn't find home play? That's a long time ago. They stink, and it's the offense. And most importantly, if I leave you with only one point today in the course of these next three hours, it is that it is over. They're not going to figure it out. They're not getting closer. Oh, you know, they're closer than it looks to the naked eye. No, they're not. It was about a week ago now, right? Boone said, well, you know, I I think things are coming around. How's that gone since then? They're not going to get guys going. They stink. And it's because their lineup stinks. The Yankee lineup is consisting of, A, Aaron Judge, who's amazing, who is the American League MVP, or at least should be. Guys everyone knows stinks. They got a lot of those guys. Guys that everybody knows stinks. That you have no confidence at any point any of them are going to get a hit ever. And then they have some guys who you think are supposed to be good, but who also stink. That's the lineup. Aaron Judge and guys who stink. Yes, had some phenomenal stats last night uh, about since the break. Since the break, Aaron Judge is hitting 330 with 18 home runs and an OPS of about 1,200. The rest of the team is hitting 212 with an OPS of about half that. That's it. That's the lineup. Guys who are supposed to be good, like Stanton, who has been terrible. LeMayhew, who apparently is injured and has been terrible. And Glaber Torres, who has been one of the worst players in the entire sport. It's not, a, it, again, not a little bad stretch for Glaber. Oh, you know, he's searching for things. He has been a bad baseball player now for three years. And I was a huge Glaber Torres fan. I don't know what the hell happened to the guy who started his career the first two years like Glaber did. But it almost makes you think that something nefarious is going on because he has been a completely different player. He has been a completely different player. Night and day. It's like a body switch movie from the 80s where it's actually his dad is trying to get uh, hits as a, as a major. I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. I've never seen anything like it. A guy who's that good the first two years and then one year is bad. All right, well, it's 2020. It's a weird year. Oh, who knows? Uh, move to shortstop. All right. Next year, full season, worse. And this year, even worse. And then there's just guys who I, I don't even know how they are continuing to get playing time. Like, what, what is the point of putting Aaron Hicks out there? Does anybody, does anybody anywhere actually think Aaron Hicks is, hey, you know what? He's going to find it. Look at this. Aaron Hicks has got a hot streak. Or IKF or Josh Donaldson. Game, set, match. And match is the operative word because they need to burn this whole thing down. I mean, what? I mean, an organization that never shows any urgency. None. Ever. It's like, the, it's like, it's, like it's a disease that they're trying to avoid uh, urgency. Everything's going to be fine. Stay calm. No need to panic. They're starting a series against the Rays. You just got done with your worst month in the organization's history since Stump Merrill was the manager. And they just stick with the same awful lineup. If I said to you, hey, do me a favor. Put together the worst lineup you can for the Yankees. Uh, all right, Aaron Hicks will be in there. All right, check. Glaber Torres will be in. Check. IKF, obviously, check. Josh Donaldson. I mean, outside of uh, Higashioka and maybe Marwin Gonzalez. 
Those were the only – they got Marlon Gonzalez in the game late as a pitcher. Couldn't get his bat in the lineup because he's close to figuring things out. Hasn't had a hit since June. Literally June. But, hey, why worry? Why worry? Why show any sense of urgency? Sure, the house is on fire. The whole thing's burning down. But no need to rush down the stairs. After you. After you, Rays. After you, A's. After you, Angel. After you. No need to worry. No need to panic. No need to rush. So then finally, they finally do something. Because you got to do something, right? Even the Yankees, who, I mean, it's like, eh, well, we'll get around. You know what? August, September, eh, it doesn't really matter that much. Let's, let's trade for an outfielder who won't be ready for a month and a half. Yeah, he'll, he'll, but when we get to October, man, imagine the catches he'll be making. He'll be amazing. So they finally call up Peraza. Not a panic move at all. No, not at all. So they had asked Brian Cashman during the week before they called him up. Like, why haven't you called him up yet? And he's like, well, you know, there was no lane to call him up. IKF has been terrible off. He's a terrible offensive player, and he's been mediocre defensive. There's no lane. Where, where would we play him? Oh, I don't know. So they finally call him up, I guess, to kind of do something, maybe, maybe provide some spark. And what do they do? They don't put him in the starting lineup. They get him his first at bat in the majors down 9 nothing, and down to their final out. That's the lane that they picked. Amazing. Amazing. The Yankees are ruining my September. Don't they realize that's what I have the Dolphins for? Those, they, those are the guys that ruin my September. Usually the Yankees ruin my October. But this year, it's over, people. They are finished. And look, there's plenty of blame to go around. There is no one more to blame than one Brian Cashman. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. I just want to uh, let you know, in case you missed the open of the show, uh, the main point is that the Yankee season is done. It's over, people. It's over. The dream is dead. And, And look. I don't know. Maybe they will be able to hold off the Rays or, or win the division or just simply make the play. It, it, it all doesn't matter. You ever, I mean, this is maybe a little macabre, but you ever see like a tombstone that like the person is paid for, but the person is still alive, so it doesn't have like the, the, the final numbers? The Yankees' final numbers aren't in yet, but it's pretty clear where it's going. It's going the same place. This is not a play. This is not a team that is going to win a World Series. And again, that was the goal. Coming into the year, that was the goal. That was the goal. And why people were so upset coming into the season with the roster that the Yankees had put together, that's why they were upset. And look at that. As time has gone on and as the games have gotten more important, the the Yankee team, now there's been an evening out. I don't think anybody thought they were going to be this bad for this stretch of time, but it's an evening out. Right? They were super hot to start the season. Best team in baseball at the All-Star break. Best team in baseball. And since then, they have been the worst team in baseball. Things have evened out. Things always even out. And with the Yankees, they have absolutely evened out. So um, it's funny to me because we're going to get to the calls. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. There, there are popular um, areas of criticism every single time. 
that the Yankees, you know, don't win or, or, or have a downturn or whatnot. You know, people will blame the manager. People will blame analytics. The analytics one is funny to me because, A, every team in baseball uses analytics. And, B, the smartest teams use them the best. So it just feels like an easy boogeyman to point to. The reason why the Yankees are not winning is not because of analytic. Josh Donaldson's hitting fifth. He's been mediocre at best. And last night looked like an absolute clown. An ab- 0 for 4, two errors in the field, and, and is somehow with, I mean, just an amazing lack of self-awareness having a shouting match with the Rays' starting pitcher. I mean, it's amazing. But, no, it's not about analytics. Josh Donaldson hitting where he is, Glaber Torres doing what he's doing, Aaron Hicks continuing to get playing time. At, I mean, at this point, the dream is dead. And uh, the main point, I guess, is that, you know, I'm sure that people will be blaming Boone or blaming the players. To me, this is on one guy. It's on Brian Cashman. I don't know how anybody can defend Brian Cashman anymore. I have done it in the past. I, I mean, the, the evidence now is overwhelming. And, and, and the final argument is this year. The, the final argument is this year where it was clear with the start that you got off to and where you are after 2017 and having to win a World Series. We got to win a World Series. We got to go win a World Series. And the trade deadline this year filled with half measures. No urgency whatsoever. No urgency to, hey, you know what? We need to go out and get the best. This is the time we got to put it over the top. They, I mean, half measure after half measure. Ben Attendee, yeah, I mean, he's been okay. He's been about league average. He's had a couple of big hits. Okay, fine. He's had plenty of games where he hasn't done anything. His elite back-to-ball skills. He's like a 280 career hitter. Let's calm down. It's not Tony Gwynn. Well, we can't get Luis Castillo. It's, it's just too much. We can't pay that price. Let's get Frankie Montas. I'm sure he'll be just as good. Let's trade for a center fielder who's hurt and won't play for a month. And, and it would have to be more than that now, right? Because today's August, uh, September 3rd. The trade deadline was the second, right? So, I mean, we don't need him before October. What could go wrong? Uh, everything. All right, let's go to the phones. 1-800-919-ESPN is the uh, telephone number. 1-800-919-3776. Uh, let's go out to uh, Brian is in Melbourne. Brian, you're first up hey. on the day we're off. Hey, uh, good morning, Gordon. Thank you for my – you're one of my favorite hosts. You ask me when I, I do uh, a tweet you on Twitter. I, I don't that. understand how he can keep his job after this. Who are we talking about? I just about? don't Boo? get it. He's walking shopping like he's the Tampa Bay Devil Rays. No, you're the New York Yankees. The Seattle Mariners should not outbid you for Castillo. You got to give up Volpe or Barraza. Give up one of them so we can guarantee that, you know, we can get where we need to go. Because obviously, Cole is a nutcase on the mound. As soon as a pigeon flying his way, he give up two, three home runs. I just don't quite understand what's going on. Yeah, Brian. I mean, it's uh, and thanks for the phone call, Brian. Yeah, uh, it's uh, it, he now. Brian Cashman, I don't believe, has a contract after this year. There's been talk that uh, that a, a a contract extension is just a formality. I mean, I, I don't see how you can continue to defend this. Uh, and and again, this is if this continue, all it has to do is just keep doing this for another two weeks, really, and it will be just about complete that this will be the greatest regular season collapse in the history of the Yankees organization. 
This is not some team that started up in the 70s. This is not a team that, has, that doesn't have a whole long history. This is the Yankees organization. This will be the worst called regular season. We already got the worst postseason collapse. That one we already got on the resume. And now you're going to have the worst regular season collapse. And again, if, if that ends up happening and the Yankees, you know, let's say they get to October and lose in the first round again. How you can tell me that you have any sense of urgency whatsoever and you just keep bringing back the same cast of characters year after year, it's, uh, it's kind of hard to believe. It is kind of hard to believe. Let's go to Ricky is in Westchester. Ricky, you're next up on the Dave Rothenberg Show. What's up, buddy? What's going on? Hey, Ricky. Listen, man, I can't stand seeing Aaron Boone trot out this lineup every single day. It makes me sick to my stomach because he trots out the lineup, they score zero runs or one or two runs, and then you see him in the press conference always saying, oh, they're getting better swings, better swings. It's been like this all season, and he has the same excuse with the same lopsided look on his face every single day. You keep batting Donaldson fifth, what are you doing? you got to switch something up. Guy trots out the same guys, and then he's putting Aaron Hicks in the lineup all of a sudden. To do what? Yeah. To do what? What is he conceding the game? That's all he's doing. Every three days, he get they get shut out, and he the same lineup, same reaction after the post game. Oh, better swings on the ball. We're closer than than it looks like, right? Yeah. No, I hear, Ricky, I hear you, and uh, and and thanks for the phone call. And I'm not telling you that Aaron Boone has done uh, a great job, but to me, the problems are are so much deeper than that. He he's the um, He's the point man, and he's the one that's got to answer the questions. But, to you know, who put him in that job? Everything about this Yankee organization is Brian Cashman. Brian Cashman has been here for more than two decades. Every player on the roster, the, the state of the minor leagues, the, the, uh, the, the makeup of the, the team, the fact that they – I mean, like, could you – there's no worse, to me, adjective that you can use for a team than that they're soft. And the Yankees just seem like a soft team. And all the moves that he made this offseason that we're all kind of scratching our heads on, even the ones that we kind of like, ah, that one's, that one's not so bad. Like, how much more could you really expect out of Anthony Rizzo? And now he's hurt. A guy who's had a back problem in the past, now he's, you know, you're, you're probably not going to see him for a while. And even when you do see him again, who knows how productive he is going to be. They are on their last gasps here. And, and they're not even, like, to say you're stumbling down the stretch, that's a stretch. You're not even stumbling down the stretch. If it requires you to do anything for yourself, then you cannot count on the Yankees to do anything. I mean, that's how bad they have been. The fact that they have been this bad and they still have, the, have any lead, like, for a long time, I went on vacation for two weeks. The Yankees essentially lost every single game during that time. And I came back, and the lead was still 10. I'm like, wow, I can't believe that the lead is still 10. But eventually, teams are going to start winning some games, except for the Yankees, who have not won anything. I mean, they have been awful. I, and, and they're unwise. I mean, the, the offense, how you can call up – this one makes absolutely no sense to me. You call up the, one of your top prospects. You finally find a lane for him when your shortstop is one of the least productive offensive players in the sport and a mediocre defensive player at best. And we, we, you know, we're not going to we're not gonna put him in the lineup. Not, not right away. I mean, we, we, look, we, we got our guys. We got we to gotta 
We're, we're sticking. We're going down with the ship. And that's exactly what you're doing. You're going down with the ship. I mean, it's amazing how bad this has gotten this fast. And it's and look, I, I, the excuses are lined up. You know exactly what they're going to say. It will be we were one. We were the best team in baseball, and then the injury started, and we just weren't able to recover. That will be the excuse. Injuries. When it's this is not a bad. This is not simply a bad month anymore. The last month has been brutal, but this is not just simply the result of a couple of injuries that you've had to deal with. It's ridiculous. Let's go out to uh, Subi is in Midtown. Subi, next up on 98.7 FM. Hey, Gordon. Yeah, regarding the Yankees, I think well, one thing needs to be said is, is, this, is are they a baseball team or are they like a front-page news baseball team? Because everyone wanted the Yankees to be an exciting team, and that's why we get the free agents like Stanton, Cole, and in the future, Judge. Now, is there something to be said about a pure baseball team franchise like the Cardinals, Astros, Rays? There are teams out there who build from the bottom up. Uh, do the Yankees need to go through a grace period of like two or three years where they're just average and building up their farm system to a, a, a point where you're getting five to seven guys who will contribute to the lineup versus just one or two hot prospects like uh, over the years? that come up and they're exciting for a bit, two or three years, and then they fall off the map again. So do they need a period where they're just like two to three years just not that good? Because that's what baseball teams have done in the past. They have sort of gone through a period where they're just not that good and they build up that farm system to a point where they have the best players for the future. That's all I got to say. All right. Yeah, I mean, look, there's no reason why the Yankees should have to go through a stretch like that because when you're, when you're paying the money that they are paying and they have the resources that they have, uh, I mean, every year you should, you know, it doesn't seem to impact the Dodgers any. I mean, there are a thousand teams, and you take a look at the Rays, right? The, the resources that the Rays have, they are so much better at the business of baseball than the Yankees have been. They get so much more out of what they have at their disposal. It's not even close. But uh, there's a ton of teams that do a better job than the Yankees have done. I mean, it, it, you know, the, the, after last year, uh, Aaron Boone said, well, you know, teams have, have closed the gap. Closed the gap. They have, they have flown past you in the fast lane, and, and you're in the slow lane. Uh, they've gone past you so fast. I mean, think about the amount of teams – that are just better at the business of baseball than the Yankees have been. The Rays are one of them. The Astros are one of them. Dodgers are one. I mean, there's countless teams. And, you know, this idea that the Yankees, well, you know, they just need a little bit of of two or three years to kind of regroup. No. Five years ago, they they were the young team. They had a ton of young talent. And we're on the cusp of something, what we thought was something special, right? One game away from the World Series against the Astros and all these young guys coming up. And it's five years later. And nobody anywhere could have told anyone back then that five years later, this is the spot. Not only will you have not gotten to a World Series, not only will you have not won a World Series, not only will you have not gotten close to a World Series, that five years later, it certainly seems like this run uh, is is done, and it, 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 I mean the amount of changes, the amount of dead wood that the Yankees have on this team right now, it's uh, it's kind of mind-boggling. 
and to think that this is the spot that you find yourself in after the start that they got off to this year is kind of mind-boggling. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. I, I, I probably will regret saying this. I can't wait for football season. Anything to take my mind off this Yankee disaster. And speaking of disasters, I kind of touched on it in the open. If Josh Donaldson never plays for the Yankees again, uh, I, I, it can't happen too soon enough. I mean, he looked like an absolute clown last night. 0 for 4, made two errors, and yet figured out a way to embarrass himself even further by getting into a shouting match with uh, the, the, the Rays uh, pitcher, uh, Jeffrey Spring. I mean, is there any way you can look like a bigger loser? He was bad in the first half of the season. That was a deal that when they made it, I was like, boy, I don't know about this. This is uh, all this to get a, a defensive replacement at shortstop. And that deal has gone bad, about as bad as you could expect. Donaldson was bad in the first half. He's been worse in the second half. And... It's just as well Yankees held on to all those prospects at the, tr- at the trade deadline because they're going to need to attach one or two if they hope to get rid of that contract for next season. And, again, the fact that he's f- hitting fifth is all you need to know. Glaber Torres, horrible. I mean, he has been a terrible baseball player now for three years. And IKF, you know, I, I hate to pile on the guy because he's not expected to be a good offensive player. But Aaron Boone saying during the week that he's been one of the top five to seven defensive shortstops this year. No, he's not. No, he's not. He was uh, going into last night. He was 23rd out of 37 shortstops and outs above average. He's he has 12 errors, which are the ninth most. His fielding percentage is 15th out of 23. In terms of defensive run saves. Yeah, he's fourth. But, you know, all those defensive stats are kind of. Um, they're not really that great. There's not great, uh, you know, analytics for defense. Um, and it seems like defensive run saves. A lot of that, that is about positioning. You know, if you're, if you're put in the right position, then okay, fine. But, you know, say that he's been one of the top defense. I mean, just watch, just watch the games. The eye test sometimes tells you, and, um, the eye test is telling you that he's not been, he's not been good. And the Yankees are not good. Uh, let's go back and, and get some more phone calls. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Danny is on Long Island. Danny, you're next up on 98.7 FM ESPN New York. Good morning, Gordon. You know, I remember very every day of my life my, in seventh grade, my English teacher had us reading A Tale of Two Cities by Charles Dickens, the classic. Mm. Dickens knew. Dickens knew this was going to happen. I like to recite the first paragraph. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. It was a city of winning. It was a city of losing. It was a city of hope. It was a city of despair. You see, Dickens knew. Dickens knew 2022, New York baseball, this is what's going to happen. Because never in the history of in my life have I seen a Yankee team which was playing such great baseball and winning effortlessly, boring. You almost wouldn't want to watch the game because they're winning 9 nothing. Has suddenly just everybody on the team has stopped playing baseball except for Aaron, of course. 
And when you look at the Mets and you look at the Yankees, okay, the first, if, if you drafted a fantasy team from the two of them, obviously Judge would be number one. But then who else are you picking? I'm picking Lindor. I'm picking Nemo. I'm picking Alonzo. I'm picking, you know, because they don't have, where is the McNeil on the Yankees? A guy who looks like he wants to break his bat in half if he doesn't get a hit. By the way, I don't know why he's batting seventh. That's ridiculous. But I, I've never seen the Yankee team just collapse. There's no emotion. It's like they've 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 come to fourth the fourth stage of uh, yeah. you know a terminal illness where they just accept their fate. It do, it's not going to happen. Yeah, and it, it's it, very it does kind of feel that way, Danny. Thanks for the phone call. Yeah, I mean it does kind of feel that way. Uh, it feels like that that you know really and to me it's not a coincidence that this has happened since the trade deadline because that was the time. You know, you're you're a team that came into the season with very specific goals. One goal: win the World Series. Anything outside of winning the World Series would have been considered a failure. And when you get off to the start and you're sitting at the, at the all-star break like you are, well, then the trade deadline, it really becomes clear. This is about sealing the deal, about going all in on this team this year, and they didn't do that. Uh, so to me, it's not, a, uh, it's not a coincidence that this team um, has kind of responded that way, right? And, you know, like I was talking about IKF and the defensive metrics, you know, like uh, Boone bringing out, well, he's been one of the top five. You, you know, what, what's the line about uh, statistics? There's liars, dirty liars, and, and statisticians. Like, you can find a stat to back up anything, but just because you can find one doesn't mean it's true. It's about finding what, what do all the stats say? What do all the stats say? And all the stats would tell you, no, not, not, this should not really be that much of a surprise. And it's almost, it almost feels like when the Yankees do something surprising, it always comes back to bite them, right? Like, it always, like mm, that's a strange one that they're doing there. I wonder if it'll be okay. No, it never turns out to be okay. So when they make trades like the one that they did uh, to bring in IKF and bring in Donaldson, you're like, man, I don't know that I'm really all that. I wonder how it'll turn out. It's not turned out well. It's not turned out. Well, they, they traded away Jordan Montgomery. And again, this is not why the team is playing poorly, but gee, I wonder why they would do that. I wonder if that could come back to bite them. Herman has been good. That's not been the issue. But of course, Montgomery goes and it's like Cy Young on the other team. All right, let's go to uh, Spike is in St. Pete. Spike, what's going on, pal? You know, good morning, first of all. Uh, a couple of things happened. About a week ago, I spoke to you, and you were right. I cited the 64 Phillies, if you remember the call, and I said they were seven or eight ahead with 10 to go, and they lost all 10. And you, with your uh, super sharp wit, said, there's still time. I'm telling yeah. you, you can't, you can't make this up. The, uh, our local church here has extended um, hours for confessional, and they're going to give anyone two tickets to the game today, right behind the plate, and two bags. One to put over their head and one to barf in. I know, I'll tell you something. I don't know if you've noticed this, and, and I know you pretty well. Boone looks, and I know he's had heart issues. I know today's you know, repairs are not uh, affect those things. But, man, he looks like he could go on a killing rampage. I'm saying it, of course, figuratively. I've never seen anything like this. I really haven't. And, you know, you're a diehard fan like I am, and – you almost want it to be on something you don't have, like you alluded to at the beginning, whatever you said, Peacock or uh, yeah, Apple, I don't right. know. Gordon, this is the worst I've ever seen a, 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 a team I root for 
And even when the Knicks were bad, and one quick comment on the Knicks, just to break it up, and thanks for the time, and, you know, just have a good weekend. Listen, they did the right thing. We talked about Leon a lot, and uh, that was too much for uh, the kid from Utah. Uh, way too much for him. Uh, I've heard a lot of stories, and I really don't believe some of them. They could have made that deal. I think R.J. Barrett's not that far behind Donovan Mitchell. I'm not saying he's as good, but he's younger, and he's one of your cornerstone pieces. Don't you agree? Well, look, he is one of the Nick cornerstone pieces. And Spike, thanks for the phone call. But it just tells you, uh, you know, when you go through all the reports of the people that are in on that, you know, the Woges of the world and everybody else, the Knicks were willing to include R.J. Barrett in that deal. It just was they were not willing to include everything else that the Jazz wanted. Um, so, yeah, I, we'll, we'll get into the Donovan Mitchell stuff coming up here at the at the top of the hour. But uh, I want to finish up on, on the Yankees. And, um, uh, look, when the Yankees go bad – people will make it out like it's worse. I mean, when when the Yankees are struggling, people want to make it doom and gloom every hour of the day. And most of those times, I will tell you, you know, let's relax, let's calm down, it's a long season. I'm not doing that here. This is this is the this is the this is the uh, the one that tells you everything you need to know when you watch them play like they have for this stretch of time and just who they are. This is primarily who they are. 2020, they got off to the hot start, cooled off, and they finished six games over 500 or five games over 500. Last year, they were a 92 win team. And to think, there was a great stat. I don't remember who, who gave, or factoid that, that had it. The Yankees were the first team to 70 wins this year. The Dodgers got to 90 wins before the Yankees got to 80 wins. And they are not going to even win a hundred games this year. I mean, that is, you take the whole thing in total, the whole season in total, this season, clearly, it, I mean, it's over. If they win the division, if they make the playoffs, they're not going to meet the goal. They're not going to come close to meeting the goal. And that is to win a World Series. And it seems like at best, they're going to finish basically where they finished here the last couple of years. You know, last year they had the wild card game. They lost that. They were out right away. The year before that, they lost in the division series. This year, it's going to be over and out very quickly. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com.